thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. You may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. the top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad that you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We have been enjoying our time of teaching about the mind because the Word has something to say to us and we need all the help we can get out of the Word. Amen. We take that help, don't we? And uh, we have been using for our golden text, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And we invite you to get your Bible get a notepad and get pencil or pen because when, when the Spirit of God says, to, says something to you, uh, you always think, well, I'll remember that. No, 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 no. It's easy to forget. So make sure you have something to write it down and use your faith today. Release your faith with us. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Aren't you glad to know? Fear free the rest of our life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But he has given us power, love and a sound mind. So you need to say this. I have a sound mind, right? He's not, that's not something we work our way into in the sense of he made that ours. It's part of our inheritance in Christ, but we do know how, we do need to know how to become skillful with the sound mind he made ours. Amen. So that's what we've been talking about ministering about because there's, there's some things on our part that to uh, walk trouble-free, to walk worry-free, we have to know the right kind of thinking. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. So notice, uh, if we will uh, be diligent in that process of renewing our mind, our lives are transformed Mm -hmm. while that happens. Amen. Amen. And that's what we're after. We didn't get saved so we could keep living the life we were living. We got saved because we wanted a different way of life. Amen. And we have that. The life of God is on the inside of us, the nature of God. Now we need our minds transformed with that word. Amen. To renew the mind means to take on God's way of thinking. That any thought that's in opposition or not in agreement with what the word says, uh, we take that, that that, that way of thinking and we... We're done with that. We replace it with the way that the word tells us. And because the thoughts of God are always right. Always. Amen. Uh, We were talking and ministering on the last episode about how to walk free from depression. Because depression is really just an outflow of fear. And uh, we, listen, everyone is going to be tempted with that wrong flow at some point in our life. And we have to realize that just because we feel something doesn't mean we have to cooperate with it. Amen. Amen. If we worry, 
if we allow worried thoughts to be turned o over and over in the mind, if we're not careful, it'll end us up in a, in a flow of depression. Yes. Uh, thoughts of fear end us up into a place of depression. Uh, but if we'll be doers of the word, regardless of what we feel, mm -hmm. because I tell you what, in this life, you'll feel a lot. You'll yeah. hear a lot. Yeah. But it's, it's not being governed or led by those feelings, but it's letting the word take its place. We can keep the door closed to wrong thinking. We can keep the door closed to worry. We can keep the door closed to depression. Amen? Amen. Uh, so much of the time we have in today's society, so many people just in society being treated for uh, just th troubling thoughts. Yeah. Their minds are harassed. Their minds are bombarded. And the medical field tries to do as much as it can. But when they don't understand the spiritual thing, the spiritual side of things, they don't understand the spiritual truths and the spiritual principles that belong to the life of faith. Then all they do is they treat it outwardly. And uh, thank God they're helping as much as they can. But we have the sure cure. Yes. Amen. So as we become doers of the word, we can walk free from things. That, that have troubled the, the minds and the lives of many people. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn again. We were looking at uh, Isaiah chapter 61 in verse 3. And I want us to again go back to that verse. I have a portion of it written out here. And I want to read the whole thing. So I want to look here a moment at the screen to, to read the whole verse to you. That's Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3. And this is the King James translation. And it says this, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Uh, how many of you know mourning is simply a flow of sadness, grief, sorrow, depression? Right. To give unto them beauty for ashes. So we're going we're gonna to exchange something, right? No more down. We're going to be up. Yes. <laughs> no more ashes, but beauty. And then it says, what, how do we do this? The oil of joy for mourning. Listen, there's an anointing on the flow of joy. There is an anointing in the flow of joy. The oil of joy for mourning. Now, don't forget that because we'll come back to it. And then it says the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Well, how many of you know you got to put on a garment? you got to put on. It says then that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So what is it that brings glory to him when we're flowing in joy, when we're flowing in praise and we're not in mourning, we're not in a spirit of heaviness or you, could, you would call it depression. And uh, so in the face of these things, we have a choice that we have to put on something. We put on this garment of praise. And um, when, it's a, when we see this as a garment, we can put it on anytime we want it. Yeah. And not only that, we can put it on, and who says to take it off? We put it on, but who said it needed to be taken off? <laughs> Wear it all the time. This garment of praise, this, this way of moving in life and living in life that we just have a way of praising and uh, as we do, and, I, and I've said this before, is that praise brings the anointing. That's right. The anointing that is on the inside of every believer, there's an anointing on the inside of you. If you're born again, there's an anointing that abides within you. And as you praise, what happens is that flow of praise gets your eyes off the opposition, gets your attention off what you're facing and on to God. Yes. When you get your focus on the right thing, 
when you get your attention on the right thing, you start praising God and you start tapping into the flow of your spirit. Faith starts rising up. Amen. Amen. And then what happens with that, the anointing starts springing up on the inside of you. So praise brings the anointing. It draws that anointing out. And that anointing destroys the yokes. It drives back. Amen. If we go back and we look at Acts chapter 16, and we're not going to read a passage, but I'll just tell you about that chapter. Uh, Paul and Silas were ministering and they got a, a little gal set free who was bound by an evil spirit. Well, the uh, city people did not rejoice at that. And so they beat Paul and Silas and threw them in prison. While they're in prison, now it's dark. It's at at the midnight hour, which really signifies the darkest time of someone's life, right? And uh, they've been beaten. They're not in a a nice prison. (laughs) Their Their feet and their hands are in chains they're, they're not in a comfortable position, right? Right, right? And it said, and they prayed and they sang praises. Wow. In one of the darkest places a man could find himself, they not only prayed, but then they sang praises. Mm-hmm. While they were praising, the anointing in them yeah. rose up mm-hmm. and an earthquake right. came. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's the degree of the anointing that was released as they praised. Amen. And it says that their chains fell off. The doors flew open. So what was it? Everything that hindered them was broken off. Praising was what brought that into manifestation. Now see, it says they prayed and they sang praises. It's good to pray, but you're not done with praying. After you're done praying, you got something else to do. And that's praising. Uh, if I could say it this way, praise needs to be the bookends to your prayer. You start with praise, you make your request known unto God, and then you end with praise. Amen. Amen. The word says, let your request be made known unto God with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? It's your, your request isn't complete until you're offering thanks. So you pray, but then you offer thanks. So I say it this way, praise and thanksgiving are bookends to the prayers you offer up to God. And that's what they did. They prayed and then they sang praises. The earthquake came while they were singing praises. Why? Because the anointing that was on the inside of them began to spring up as they praised God. Why? Their faith was going. Their faith was moving. And uh, when their faith got to move, the anointing came into manifestation and it started breaking everything off. Notice this that when the chains fell off their feet, the chains fell off their hands, and the prison doors fell open, they didn't run out. Why? They were already free. (laughs) They didn't need a door to open up. Praise freed them from that. They went to another place in the the power of God. Amen. And so anyway, so we see this, that they praised their way out of a dark place. They praised their way out of a captive place. There's nothing you can't praise your way out of. There's nothing you can't praise your way out of. There's nothing you can't praise your way out of. Every test has an exit road. But the Bible says with every test, God makes way for an an exit, right? 
and a way of escape is what the word says. It's their exit out of that. Every exit road is paved with praise. Until you're on the praise road, you're not on the exit road. That's why uh, James says in chapter one, verse two, my, my brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse tests and temptations, knowing this, that the trial of your faith work is patience. Notice, you've got to count it joy. What's that mean? Get on the joy road. Until you're in joy, until you're praising, until you're giving thanks, you've not yet found the exit road. That's why I say you can praise your way out of anything. Sickness, lack, depression, torment, mental harassment, marriage problems, home problems, business problems. There's nothing you can't praise your way out of. So here, praise was their exit out of that prison. Now, if we look at another place, you'll remember how God told when God's people were coming into the promised land, the first city they came to was to Jericho. And God gave them the strategy for breaking down the walls of that, that really fortified city. God told them, he said, every day, march around the walls of Jericho. Mm -hmm. And they did. Mm -hmm. And he said, and don't say anything. (laughs) What's he saying? Don't talk doubt and unbelief. Don't talk the wrong thing. Just walk and keep your mouth shut. Why? Because that was their problem for 40 years. They complained in the wilderness. They complained about God. They complained about leadership. They complained about the food. They complained about the water. He said, get around Jericho, circle the wall, and keep your mouth shut. (laughs) So they worked to say a thing. Mm -hmm. They did that. And then on the seventh day, God says, march around seven times. And at the end of the seventh time, you lift lift a shout. Mm -hmm. And what was it? The walls came down. Now... It's not shouting doesn't push the walls down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can shout at a wall all day long and that thing won't move, yeah. but shouting brings the anointing. That's right. And it's the anointing that destroyed that wall. Angels were brought on the scene. I mean, all kinds of divine help going into place. So notice this was a place they needed into was Jericho. What did, what did God assign as their entrance road was praise, shouting, the voice of praise. Yes. And as they did, they got into some things. In this life, sometimes you need into some things and sometimes you need out of some things. Yes. Praise is the road going in and praise is the road to get out. Right. We have to be good at praise. Yes. I said we have to be good at praise. In the face of what we feel, praise. In the face of what we see, praise. In the face of what we hear, praise. Amen. That's why the psalmist said, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why? Because a praise is going to make all the difference whether you get into where you need to get into or whether you get out of what you need to get out of. People are waiting for God to bring them out and he's waiting on them to get on the road of praise. Amen. Amen. Now turn with me, if you would, to Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. 
Hallelujah. I, I'm going to read it again. I just have a portion of that here, but I want to read. So forgive me while I look at this screen here. And you can read it together with me in your Bibles. It says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Now look at this. See, they've been having all kinds of opposition. They've, been, uh, they've not been succeeding, so to speak. <laughs> and he tells them now, eat, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet. In other words, have a party. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Live it up. Yeah. And he says, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. So get in the flow of, of, of abundance here. Then he goes on and he said, for this day is holy unto our God. Neither be ye sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Look at this. Neither be ye sorry. What's this? Don't, don't get in depression. Yes, because they had been away from God. They had disobeyed God. And God was saying, all that's turned. All that's turned. So don't be sorry. Don't get into this flow of, I've missed it. Oh, I've failed God. Oh, there's no help for me. Don't, don't get into that flow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. He said, joy is going to change the flow. If you'll get into joy, joy will change the flow. You can rejoice your way. It's all about praising, rejoicing. All these are the same thing. Amen. Why? Because you get into depression and, uh, well, I've missed it. I've done things so bad. Listen, God's power is greater than your misses. Yes. We've all missed it. That's why we qualify for a Savior. Of course, the devil will say, well, you've missed it too many times. You've just gone too far. Listen, the one who's missed it too many times has gone too far as the devil. There is no rescue for him. But you have a Savior. And whenever the devil is pointing to all the times you've missed it, just answer this. Yes, I've missed it. I've repented. God's forgiven me. And devil, that's why I qualify for a Savior and I got one and you don't. Amen. Listen, there's nothing we can't find to be joyful about. That's we right. can be joyful. That's right. That's right. I said we can be joyful. Yes. We're not all, and, and listen, joy is not about a feeling. It's a choice we make. It's a flow we choose to draw on and step into. Amen. So here the people of God had been out of the will of God as we were reading in Nehemiah. They had missed God. And God says, don't be sorry. Don't, don't get into depression over this. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're going to need his strength to carry on in the plan of God. And joy is how you get into that. So anytime you missed it in the will of God, just start rejoicing and you'll be fortified so that you can carry out the plan going forward. Yes. Right. Amen. 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 Joy is a spiritual force yes. and it will carry you out of, out of, a, out of a, a troubled, difficult path that you've been on into victory. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. As I said, it's a choice we make choose to be joyful. It's not about a feeling. It's not about a personality thing. Um, I love something that Dr. Summerall, Dr. Lester Summerall was an apostle of God, traveled all over the world. And he's got to spend time with Smith Wigglesworth. He would go visit him in England. Smith Wigglesworth was a preacher that was um, on the forefront in the first half of the 1900s. And he was a man of faith. He was a man of the word. He was a man of the spirit. Dr. Summerall, as a young man, asked Smith Wigglesworth a great question. He said, Brother Wigglesworth, how do you, how do you wake up in the morning? 
And Smith Wigglesworth said, as soon as I opened my eyes, I'd jump out of bed and I'd dance before the Lord for 10 minutes. I'd dance in the Holy Ghost. What was that? You, you don't feel like dancing as soon as your eyes wake up? What's he saying? I choose to step into the joy flow when I first get up in the morning. Notice it's not about feeling. It's about a choice you make. And there are, there are many people that were raised up from the dead under this man's ministry. So evidently he knows something about getting in the flow of God. Joy is the flow of God. To get free, to walk free rather, to live free from depression, get in the joy flow. Get in the praise flow. Get in the rejoicing flow. Amen. There was a, a certain minister, precious man, but some things happened in his life and he ended up getting into this place of depression. And he was, he was in it so deep that, I mean, he wouldn't come out of his bedroom hardly and he would pull the shades in his room and his room was dark and he'd just sit in that darkened room. And this had been going on for a while. And um, one day, as he was just sitting in his room, dark room, Jesus came and walked in. And he walked up to him, sat down beside him, put his hand on his knee, didn't say a word to him, and he just started laughing. Jesus started laughing. And the man just looked at him, and Jesus just sat there and laughed. And the man thought, well, I better do what he's doing. The man didn't feel like laughing, but he entered into what Jesus was doing. He entered into that flow and he just sat there and they sat and laughed together. How precious is that? How intimate is that? How personal is that? And they just sat and laughed together. Jesus still never said a thing. He got up after a few moments and walked out and the man said, at the end of that, that depression was gone. You say, well, of course, Jesus walked in. No. Jesus walked in, no doubt, laughed. But if this man had not entered into that flow, when Jesus walked out, he'd have still been depressed. It's not, does Jesus laugh? It, will, it is, will you do what he's doing? Amen. The Bible says that, that God sits in the heavens and he laughs. What's he laugh at? The enemy. Yeah. Yes. He laughs at the enemy. Depression is an enemy. Laugh at it. Yes. Laugh at it. Not because you feel like it, but because you choose. Right. I'm going to choose a different flow. Listen, you know the depression flow doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go very far in that depression flow to know this doesn't work. Yeah. This does not make life better. Yeah. So choose the flow that makes life better. Yes. Amen. On purpose, yeah. you choose that. Yeah. And you can just by faith just enter into the flow of, of rejoicing and laughing. And why are you laughing? Because you know something. Yes. What? You know that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, regardless of what you feel. Regardless. And I want you to know when you start doing something like that, praising or laughing, the devil will say, that's not going to fix your problem. <laughs> Let me tell you, he's, he's afraid of that flow. Yes. He's afraid of you getting into that flow. And he'll accuse that flow of not being enough. But the joy of the Lord is your strength out of that, out of that depression, out of that hardship, out of those circumstances. 
Amen. Amen. Why? Because joy transmits the strength of God. Why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy transmits God's strength into your situation. You say, that doesn't make sense. It's it's what the Word says. Amen. We're rejoicing because we know something. And when you get into joy, you start tapping into a divine force. Mm -hmm. Joy is not just a feeling. It is a divine force that transmits God's strength into you and into your situation. And by faith, you can enter in. You can just do it. And it doesn't matter how dry. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. It doesn't matter. Just start. And then focus on your spirit when you're doing that. You see... And and when you do that, if you'll focus on your spirit, start releasing the faith in your spirit. You say, learn to release faith through laughter. Did you know you can do that? You got to tap into your spirit. Focus on what's going on in your spirit. Quiet your mind and just start laughing by by sheer choice and obedience to the word. Amen. Amen. That man walked free because he entered into that rejoicing. Right now, I want to minister to those of you who say, Pastor Nancy, I've been entrenched in a flow of depression. I've been entrenched in a flow of harassment. It seems like I've tried to get out on my own and I can't. Well, I want you to know I'm going to agree with you because one will put a thousand to flight, but two will put 10,000. Amen. So I'm going to speak and agree with you for the joy of God, amen, to rise up on the inside of you. Satan, you take your hands off their mind. You take your hands off their life. You take your hands off their bodies. You take your hands off their finances, off their children, off their families, off their business in Jesus' name. But you loose them and let them go in their minds in Jesus' name. Depression, you leave them. Fear, you leave them in Jesus' name and you be free. And right where you're at, say, thank you that I'm free. And just start rejoicing. Thank you, Father. I rejoice that I'm free. I rejoice that I'm free. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're able to come to you with this broadcast for one reason, and that's because Kenneth Copeland Ministries has invited us on and they say we will pay for the airtime. I tell you what a blessing that is. Now we pay for the production costs, but Kenneth Copeland Ministries pays for the airtime, which is huge. And so I tell you what, I honor what they have sown into this ministry. And we ask you that if you're not pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. If you're not already, pray about doing that because these truths of the message that we pr- that we're able to bring to you on Victory Channel, they're life and death to people. I tell you, it's a rescue to the lives of people. And so we we invite you go to Kenneth Copeland Ministries, their website kcm.org and if you would pray about becoming a partner with them and that helps us keep coming into your home and the homes of others who need it. Amen. We've been teaching out of this book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. We want to get your copy into your hands. And that is you can go to our website at deframeministries.org and let us know you need it. And until next time we see you, remember Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual ladies' conference at Wood Harvest Church in Marietta, California, October 4th through the 6th. Everyone is welcome to attend. 
For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.